Bills Mafia, what is up? And welcome into a, another episode of the Humble and Hungry podcast. My name is Charlie Gross, and I am back after a six-week layoff, a much-needed layoff. And I am here with the busiest man in Buffalo Bills content creation, certainly uh, a rising star, I, I would say, based uh, on his work with the Buffalo fan base. I have my guy, Justice Radford, with me here today. Justice, how you doing? I'm great, man. Um, I don't know if I'm as busy as I used to be, which I, I kind of feel shameful for. But then again, I guess I do need a break sometimes. But um, I'm, I just want the season to come back, man. Uh, I'm ready for training camp and everything. So, uh, yeah. And thanks for having me on, bro. Uh, this is always fun anytime we get to talk football and, uh, you know, just chop it up. Yeah, you, I, you know, I definitely took a break and and I was like, man, this is kind of fun, like having a break and training camp kind of snuck up on me. And I know that it seems like you guys have also taken a, a bit of a break from some of your shows. Um, you do so much stuff over there. Obviously, you're, you're the, the YouTube and podcast uh, director and manager. I'm assuming you guys are going to start uh, the frequency of your shows are going to pick back up. So why don't you before we get into the topic, why don't you tell everybody what you got? Uh, coming up ahead with, with shows for you. And I know you just added a, a, a podcast, uh, a Bills player podcast. So that's super exciting too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so, so we have a bunch of shows that are coming in. Yes, uh, you know, this kind of take like brief hiatus uh, somewhat. Uh, it's really more so just because, you know, every, you can't do everything every week you know especially in the off season where there's nothing to talk about and you know in the regular season uh you you excited for your show every week because you have an opportunity to talk about the game you know last week and then the game is coming up this week right but in the off season you know the weeks kind of just like they all blend together and there's not really much to talk about so uh people a couple people have taken you know some time off including myself um but uh, I feel like, you know, with training camp coming up, we are going to be launching, you know, the, the YouTube page and the podcast page. And, you know, we've got a lot of stuff coming. We've got, you know, the top 25 of uh, top 100 Buffalo Bills of all time is uh, coming up soon. Uh, so that's going to happen. Uh, we got a whole bunch of YouTube uh, content in the in the making. Um, as you mentioned, we got Zach Moss, you know, to be featured up on our uh you know our platforms and everything so uh yeah man everything is pointing up for buffalo fan base the original bills mafia so well i mean that's awesome and you guys have been very very kind to me um giving me the sort of the unofficial official special guest title that uh that that i your I, family I charlie I, I appreciate that. I really, I really enjoy you guys. And, and the reason that I wanted to have you on uh, other than I like talking football with you is I need somebody to help me kind of break down the wide receiver room in a different way. Cause I don't love the positional, you know, breakdown thing. It's just not for me. So I wanted to kind of approach it in a different way. But before we get into that, this is an article that came out about two weeks ago. It's from Tom Curran, who's a very, respected and long-standing uh, beat reporter in the, the Boston area. And he decided that he was going to do a top 20 skill position players from the AFC, uh, the AFC East. So tight ends, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. And he says 
that he used overall grades from Pro Football Focus, projection, and last year's stats. Top three? Yeah, so this is the top 20. Top 20, okay. Yeah, and and it starts off really well, and then he, he kind of goes off the rails. So I wanted to get your reaction. So top 20, start starting with number one. Number one is Josh Allen. No, no big surprise there. Uh, number two, he has Tyreek Hill. Number three, okay. Stephon Diggs. Well, let's just stop there. So we've got Allen, Hill, and Diggs. What are your thoughts right off the bat there? Uh, I feel like Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill are a little interchangeable. I would personally prefer Stephon Diggs just because I feel like he can do more as a wide receiver. Um, but I understand the uh, allure that Tyreek Hill brings, you know, that ridiculous speed. And uh, plus, I mean, he's no slouch in route running or anything like that. It's not like he's a horrible route runner. I just personally think Stephon Diggs is a little better. Um, and uh, so I, I feel like that's a little interchangeable, but I'm not mad at Tyreek Hill being number two. Here's where it gets fun. Number four is Mac Jones. So we, so so Mac Jones apparently is the fourth best. Uh, wow. Player in the. Uh, is this guy from New England? He's he's from like Boston. Yeah, he's a, a Boston area. I mean, he's yeah, been on probably sense. thirty years or something. This must be a, a gag or something, a joke. Yeah, I don't think uh, Mac Jones makes that top ten. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure he. Yeah, I don't think he's top ten. I'm not sure if he even makes the top twenty. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, and before we go any farther, too, here's the the breakdown of total like total players from each team. So he has five Bills, he has four Dolphins, four Jets, and if you're doing the math at home, that leaves seven Patriots. So there's seven seven Patriots on the list. Uh, Mac Jones at number four. Uh, we've got Jalen Waddle at number five and Hunter Henry at number six. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, who actually had really good PFF grades last year. I uh, believe that that's number seven. Number eight, Tua Tungavailoa, quarterback, Miami oh. Dolphins. So now we're we're we we're, we're off the rails. We sort of got back on the rails. Like I, I respect Hunter Henry, and then I, that, then we sort of took a sharp right turn. Uh, I, I feel like at some point here. <laughs> your thoughts? If, I, I I know anyone who's watching the YouTube recording can see your reaction. People who are just listening on the podcast feed, if you want to. Oh my God. Oh my God. Mac Jones at four, Tua at eight. We throw in Kendrick Bourne in there. We're, we're throwing, who was that? I, I, Hunter Henry, okay. Well, yeah, so it's Mac Jones four, Jalen Waddle five, Hunter yeah. Henry six, Kendrick Bourne seven, Tua is eight. No. Uh, seven and eight. I, uh, I don't know if Jalen Waddle is at five. I like him. I do. I think he has potential. I don't know if I'm putting him at five. Um, I feel like there's probably better players that are going to be later, you know, in the in in the rankings than some of these top ten guys. Uh, because Dawson Knox being in the top ten is absolutely nuts. Mike Gesicki not being in the top ten is absolutely nuts, or at least well, not higher than Tua Tagovailoa. Are you kidding me? What? Uh, so spoiler alert. 
there's only one more Bills receiver in the top 20. Is so it Crowder? We'll have, to, we'll have to see who it is when we get there. <laughs> so, so we've got uh, two at eight. We've got Kaseki at nine. Uh, Jacoby Myers at 10. Then we have Dawson Knox on the list at, I believe we're at 11 right now. We, we might be at 12. I'm sorry. These aren't numbered. So, so I'm just, just going long. down the list and, and trying to keep this in my head. So, so yeah, so, so we've got uh, Dawson Knox. Then we have Ramondre Stevenson. So that's, uh, you know, 12 or 13. So how, how are you feeling? We got Knox at what? 11. I man. Why is Mac Jones at four? I'm still mad about that. Like, because Mike Gesicki is a million times better at his position than Mac Jones is, right? I, and even if you want to argue that this is like a value thing, I still think Mike Gesicki is more valuable than, than Tua Tagovailoa. If you told me tomorrow you have to lose either Tua Tagovailoa or Mike Gesicki, Tua is gone. So – I don't yeah. I don't know. This isn't making a whole lot of sense. <laughs> so, yeah. The, so so we've got Knox at 12, Ramondre Stevenson, the, the other Patriots running back, at 13. And then 14, we, we've got it. And now you can justify this ranking based, you know, based on if you're doing how – boss of a person he is in his personal life you can justify this guy at 14 because quite frankly I, I didn't think he had it in him but with the recent news I don't know if you've been paying attention Zach Wilson is at uh, 14 <laughs> so based on his recent exploits in the dating world I can see why he'd be up there but I don't know if he's the 14th best skill position player in the in the AFC East based on football alone. If I could be honest, if I could be honest, if I am switching Zach Wilson and Matt Jones in, in terms of like roster, I think that the Patriots do everything they did last year more. I think that uh Hell, if I could switch the roster between Zach Wilson and Tua, I think he could do everything Tua did last year and more. I, I, I think Zach Wilson is better than both those guys. Um, but, but this is not to say that he deserves to be that high. This is just an absolute uh, – Just, I, I'm just in shock as to how high those people are. Like Mike Isicki at 9, Dawson Knox at 11. What are we talking about right now? We haven't even talked about the Bills' second wide receiver. And we've talked, we're talking about seven Patriots players. So you're telling me that in the top 20 players in the AFC East, more than a third of them are Patriots players. Yet the Patriots are projected to finish third to last in the division this year. Right. And their quarterback is one of the uh, supposedly one of the best players, yet still somehow they're only going to win like seven games this year. Yeah, no. If that, that'd be lucky with seven. Right. So, so Zach Wilson is fourteen. Then it, it then it's Devin Singletary at fifteen. Devontae Parker at sixteen. Corey Davis. 
Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and Braxton Berrios are all next. And rounding out the top 20 is Buffalo Bills wide receiver, Jamison Crowder. <laughs> so, First of all, Devontae I, Parker needs to be way higher on the list. Um I don't I don't understand a world where who was it? It was a wire. Kendrick Bourne is before Devontae Parker. That makes no sense to me. Um there's a ton wrong with this list. This guy, he lives and breathes uh New England Patriots in, in Red Sox colors, clearly, because uh there's no it, logic involved. It's funny because this this ties in unintentionally, actually, on my part. It's like the whole Jets, the whole Dolphins. And the whole Patriots wide receiver core is on the list, basically, right? And the Bills got Diggs and only got Crowder. Crowder. And you know, I honestly, you know, me, me and Gabe Davis have whatever, but he deserves to be on the list. Yeah, I mean, he's top okay. twenty. I, I mean, appreciate you for saying like, that, Charlie. Okay, like, thank come you. on, man. Like he's a he's an explosive player. Right? You know, I mean, I don't, you know. Uh, people know how I feel about Gabe, but but he's an ex- he might be the most explosive you, offensive player you, on the list outside you, of Waddle and Hill. Right. Honestly. You've never said that Gabriel Davis wasn't a good player. You just said no. You I, think I just think he, he's he's he's, gonna be a number he's two good two. at a few that's things, all. and he's and that's fine. Like that's fine. You know. That's not wrong. That, that was, right. Yeah. But so he's not on the list. I'm sure there's other snubs if if people from other teams were are listening. Um, you know, but. But, like, Cedric Wilson was just signed by the Dolphins, right? You can make a case for him being on this list. Kendrick Bourne being so what high. What about Chase Edmonds, the Miami running back? Like, Yeah, Raheem yeah, Moster. Yeah. I just, yeah. This is such a weird list, you know? Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, the bias is, like, jumping out of his soul uh, in this list. And, I mean, it's one thing to feel how you feel. It's another thing to feel how you feel and then publish that. You know what I mean? Like, because you got to stand on right. it now. And I don't think that you can, uh, I, I don't think that you can in, have an intelligent football conversation and justify what is put on that paper. Yeah. And I agree. And I understand, like, he's a well respected, you know, beat reporter. But, you know, like, I, th- I think that's the problem with people. And it's a problem with people, I think, in a lot of markets. And maybe the, the, the Bills. Writers do it. I don't think they do. I don't think they do, but like maybe other people think they do. But it, it, the bias from it seems like Boston, especially, is is pretty strong. And it's it's like you're not good anymore. Like I understand you have good players. I'm not saying you don't have good players, but you aren't good anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I and they're know. used to being good. I get it. I get it. It'd be like if the Bills became trash next year. I would still put Josh Allen in top five quarterbacks, right? Well, sure, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, and I would still be like, like well, the Taylor, defense. I wouldn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Just saying, like, you got to understand, like, what Mac Jones is, like, you know. I mean, and and maybe and I don't know if he's, he probably makes a top twenty list, but I think he's well, eighteen, he's low level. Yeah, exactly. Like, not right. like fifth. And 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 Tua should be higher than Matt Jones just by virtue of I feel like he's done a little bit more in this league. I feel like Matt Jones, 
literally skated by on his run game and defense. And uh, and although Tua hasn't done like extremely better, I still feel like he has done more. You know, he has a, yeah. a, a healthier pedigree, you know, for me. Yeah, I get you. Well, since we were talking about other teams' wide receivers, let's move over to the Buffalo Bills' wide receivers. Um, I think it's fair to say that, uh, you know, Diggs, Davis, Crowder are, are pretty entrenched, you would assume, obviously, as the first three guys. And while there's there's certainly storylines, I'm more interested in, in – is there, like, something you're looking for? Like, right, like like – Training camp starts like the rookies are already there, um, but the veterans get there, I think, on Sunday and then things or Saturday and things start really like cooking, cooking and, 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 and going on Sunday. So when you log on to Twitter, you know, starting on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, going forward and you see, you know, Matt Perino or Ryan Tel- Talbot, is there a certain player that you're looking for news from or, or is there is it more about who's being used, where the formations like I. Like is like the guys like Shakur, um, you know Stevenson. Is there one of those guys who you, who you're hoping breaks through, or or you're, you're looking for you know for positive reports from the the beat Mookie Hawkins, right? Let me talk to Mookie. Yeah. Are you going to ask him about you know who are you asking him about? Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. I get all my information from Mookie, uh, so that's pretty cool to to have like a personal source. But um, I well I will I will say that. I am looking for anytime I see that type of news, I'm looking for two people. And I know we're talking about wide receivers, but I'm looking for Christian Benford and I'm looking for Khalil Shakir. Right. Um, I really like Khalil Shakir. I think that Khalil Shakir is going to be a huge part of our um, offense going forward. Let's say 2024 and beyond. Right. Um, I kind of feel like he might have like a, a little bit of a expedited Isaiah McKenzie type career, right? It might be like, you know, he 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 has to get his feet under him a little bit, um, and and he has to find his place on his team. But I think that once his confidence is is, is able to be there and he's able to be comfortable in the locker room, be comfortable in the system, be comfortable with the scheme, you know, with his coaches and with Josh and everything else that goes with that. I feel like he can be one of the most explosive, most uh, talented playmakers that we have. Um, so I, I like Jamison Crowder. I feel like Jamison Crowder, he, he kind of feels like a Cole Beasley to me, right? I don't think he's going to be somebody who we just like uh, is here for the rest of his life, you know, for the rest of his career. Right. Um, I don't think he's going to be a Buffalo Bills legend or anything like that, although I think Cole Beasley did himself a lot of favors in Buffalo outside of the vaccine stuff. He was a pretty much a legend. Right. Um, but uh, I think Jameson Crowder will have two, maybe three good years here. And uh, then I think he'll probably be gone because Khalil Shakir will be coming up out of, you know, the back kind of s- similar to like, I don't think if Gabriel Davis would have did what I don't think if he did what he did in the postseason last year, I think we might have an Emmanuel Sanders back or we might have signed a, a veteran wide receiver or something like that. I think because they were like, wow, he went absolutely nuts, 
you know, and it's not the first time he's done it. You know, he, we've seen him right. make just ridiculous catches on the sideline. We've seen him make, you know, all these spectacular grabs and, you know, just he's in the end zone by himself all the time. And uh, I feel like they're like, well, he, he clearly has what it takes to be the number one, two receiver. So we're going to count on that. Similar to, you know, what happened, in my opinion, with Dane Jackson. If you remember last year, Levi Wallace they were ready to let him go, like, go, fine, like, pick a team. He was like, I want to come back to Buffalo. They were like, we'll give you a million dollars. He's like, all right, and, you know. And then this year, I think he would have took another pay cut, but it was like, it's okay. We're good. We don't need you anymore. Like, you know, and so um, right. <laughs> I just yeah. I think it would be that type of situation where Khalil Shakir will come in and, um, you know, somebody will lose their job to him. I don't think it will be Gabriel Davis or Stephon Davis, obviously. I think it will be uh, Jameson Crowder might uh, – might be the culprit there. And I think that Khalil Shakir might make Marquez Stevenson a little redundant. Yeah, that's an interesting point, you know, because it's, it's, and this is weird battle too. As I mentioned to you before we started too, about all these same guys, they're, they're battling for roster positions for a variety of reasons. They're, you know, the Bills have never kept more than six wide receivers you know, on the active roster, but the way, the way I see it, they might be forced to keep seven, especially with this competition going on with the kick return, the punt return, all the guys in the competition seem to be wide receivers. You've got Tavon Austin, you've got Isaiah McKenzie, although, although they might've kind of passed him by with that, I think a little bit, you know, you got Shakur, you got Stevenson. So you you figure that McKenzie's probably going to make the team. Kumaro probably makes the team. And then you've got Stevenson, you know, Hodgins, Austin, Shakur, right? And all these guys are fighting for one or two spots. I, I feel like they almost have to keep seven. I don't know. Uh, Shakur is, what, a third-round pick? I don't think you're going to sneak him onto the practice squad. You're not. You know, you, no, actually, no, he, he was he was a fourth-round pick, which was Yeah, I still don't think you, you sneak him on, right? I mean, you've got to – you might have He'll to keep seven and – and you know, and like you said, Stevenson and Hodgins, they might never see the active roster. Yeah. You know, with the way they keep at and people don't even talk about Tavon Austin, but I, I know I mentioned to you and Jake when I was on the last time with you guys, you know, people might want to check out highlights of Tavon Austin on YouTube. I know it was ten years ago, but that guy can fly. I mean, just a dynamic and I know he's thirty now, but still he's I mean he's gotta still have some of that. He's yeah. an incredible he's so fast, right. Absolutely. Um, if you, you take a look at the back end of the wide receiver room, and I feel like the only player you could really sneak onto the practice squad is Isaiah Hodgins and Marquez Stevenson. I feel like anybody else is probably getting snatched up. Jake uh, Kumaro is getting snatched up. Uh, Khalil Shakir is getting snatched up. Uh, you know, um, ooh, I, miss it. I feel like I'm missing somebody. I mean, Austin. Uh, Austin. I mean, Austin. They signed uh, him late. I don't know. I don't know yeah, if he would get yeah. snatched up, but I feel like he has to make the team first. Um, I don't feel like I feel like if he doesn't make the team, there's he's not going to the practice squad. Um, he, he's just going to be cut. So, right. Uh, you know, I I think that uh, it'll really determine who looks good in camp. You know, um, at the returner position, like you mentioned, because with OJ Howard coming in, now you got Dawson Knox, OJ Howard, Sweeney. You're gonna see a lot a lot of eleven personnel. I don't see them having a reason to keep seven wide receivers, especially, I mean, you know, we've seen that they're willing to let talent go. Even if they like the talent, they'll, they'll let it go. You know, we've seen that with, uh, 
what's that uh the the edge rusher name who we traded last year oh Kid. Gerald Johnson Gerald Johnson um Antonio Williams uh you know guys who they really liked you know they they were they were like all right fine we can't do nothing with you you know we just have too many good players right. and you have to go you know so I can see Bean getting some value out of a a, a Tanner Gentry I can see him getting some value out of a that's interesting because I've heard that Jake Kumaro has, you know, been in a lot of lineups and he's he's kind of been active. Uh right. so if 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 you ask me, I kind of feel like you should trade Jake Kumaro just because he has the highest value of any of your no-name receivers, right? He he has a high name value just straight off the strength that Aaron Rodgers wanted him back, right? So now he's a commodity. And uh I mean they they kept them. Aaron Rodgers says great things about him. Brandon Bean has has kept them this long. Josh Allen seems to love him. Clearly, he must have something special, right? So I feel like that's the guy who you get the most out of while you're developing these these uh, you know receivers, you know, like a Shakir and a McKenzie and whatnot. Uh, I I think that it'd be interesting to see because I think McKenzie is our best returner. I do. Um, I don't know if they're like completely off of him because that Colts punt was absolutely was bad. The the kick return, you know, where he just tripped over nothing and fell and fumbled. Yeah. That was when I was like, okay, this game's over. Should have turned it off, but I didn't. Um, I but it, it'd be tough because there, there's a lot of guys who you want to keep, but then again, you know, you can't keep everybody. You're not going to be able to hide people on, on the practice squad, especially when you're the Buffalo Bills. Now you're going to have a target on your back. People notice right. that you're a good scouting team. They're going to want the players that you scouted that you deemed good enough to play for your your team. And just because, you know, because we know what practice squad is. Practice squad is where they go to hide the people that they think could potentially be something one day, right? Uh, Right, Especially the good teams. So, you know, you get a a great team like Buffalo Bills with a great GM and great scouts. They're going to be like, all right, well, your whole practice squad is probably full of people who can start on (laughs) at least two to three other teams in the NFL, you know? So I think it'll be we're at a right. disadvantage in that sense, but that's a good problem to have, you know. Oh, oh no, definitely. Uh, you know, it's just it's just like, you know, Sean McDermott. So I was like, it's a good problem to have. I'm like, well, yeah, but you probably want to. I mean, I know you want to keep everybody, right? Like, you don't really want to. So I, I just always wonder, like, what's that like? Like, what's that like for them? You know, like, like you really don't want to lose a guy, but you, at the same time, you have guys who are, you know, what I mean. That's just got to be a tough. Situation for them, but it's a business and it is what it is. And I, I wonder too, with you know, we're assuming, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously, we're kind of assuming that Trey White will start the season on the pup list. That's we don't have any information, obviously, but that's our best sort of speculation. And I wonder about um, Spencer Brown because he had surgery and he hasn't even, I don't think, been in uniform since like the last playoff game. So I wonder if he might, they might sort of use the pup list for him. And maybe that opens up, right. You know, that opens up a space for them to, to keep somebody. And I, I know McDermott even said last year when they kept all the defensive linemen, he, he kept them because he, he said, well, we want to keep these guys. And, and we, we thought someone would get injured. We, you know, we don't want them to get injured, but we thought one of these 11 yeah, guys would get injured. We can move them to the IR and then bring somebody, you know, and it didn't just work out that way. So 
I, I know they're into using, you know, whatever means necessary, even the injury lists to try to, to keep guys like Buckers, another guy who will probably start on the pup list. Um, you know, so, so maybe that gives them a little flexibility uh, to keep an extra. And then, he, and then you were mentioning the tight ends. Don't forget. They probably want to keep Reggie Gilliam, right? I mean, he as well. So, all of a sudden, you've got three tight ends when last year they had two. You know, you've got the same amount of running backs. you got Reggie Gilliam, but now you've got seven or eight receivers that you really aren't sure you want to keep, but you aren't sure how you're going to accomplish that. So that's just going to be really interesting for me just as we get further in, what sort of roster gymnastics, if any, or like you said, maybe they always trade offensive linemen. Maybe they're going to start trading some wide receivers this year instead. I think it um I, I don't I think that they're having a little bit of trouble with like who to give up on, right? Because chances yeah. are once you get rid of a player, the, the chances of them coming back aren't very high, right? Um, because uh, you know, I think that that Wyatt Teller thing really haunts Brian Brandon Bean. Uh oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think he's like, you know, we saw that he had potential to be great. You know, we 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 found it. You know, we, we picked him up, we drafted him, and we got him on a roster. And um, he didn't pan out with us, but you know. But excuse me, he didn't pan out with us. But he he went somewhere. Obviously, he went to Cleveland and became extremely successful. And Brandon Bean was like, I knew that he was going to be successful, <laughs> and so I should have just given him a little bit more time. And I feel like they are now kind of. I don't want to say paralyzed, but I feel like that's a big thing for them where they're like, all right, well, we don't want to lose out on a potential superstar because we didn't give them enough time. And I think that's the reason AJ Epinesa is still on the roster. And Cody Ford. You know, they want to give Cody, Cody Ford, Ford a chance with Aaron Cromer. Cromer is one of the best, what, two or three offensive line coaches. You know, I think it would probably be foolish to not give Cody Ford at least a year with Cromer. Of course, the thing is, is, Unless somebody gets hurt, we'll probably we'll probably never really know, uh, you know, what Ford looks like with Cromer because because he's I don't think he'll beat out Bates or Saffold. So, uh, you know, he he may end up just being sort of this long term, you know, depth guy like kind of like if, for those who were uh, aware of the roster during the '90s, like Glenn Parker. Glenn Parker was just kind of this offensive lineman that was always around, and you know, eventually he ended up you know becoming. A starter, but for the Super Bowl years, he was just kind of like your swing tackle, you know. So, so maybe that's a Cody Ford thing, and yeah, and, and the AJ Epinesa discussion is, is really, really interesting as well. I think we could probably spend a lot of time on that too, right? Like, like what is you know, uh, can they clone Austin Jackson and and find a way to get him on all thirty-two teams or something? And then he AJ would be a Hall of Famer, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, you know, I, I, Justice, I appreciate you doing this, doing the uh, coming out here with me, and tell once again the people where they can find you and where they can find. Uh, not, if, I can't believe they wouldn't know where to find the original Bills Mafia, but let them know anyway, just in case they don't know. No, man, it's, it's like I'm not gonna lie. When I first got the call, you know, they were like Buffalo fan base, and I was like Buffalo fan base. And I go to the page and was like, oh, Buffalo fan base. So I get it. You know, yeah. some people, some people don't know like automatically. Uh, you know, you gotta be reminded, like, oh, they're the people that started, you know, Bill's Mafia. Oh, Dale Reed and you know, all these people. So yes, uh, we are the original Bill's Mafia. Um, and 
I I am just General Raffer. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JA17MVP. Make sure you follow Buffalo Fan Page, Buffalo Fan Base on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, join the movement, be a part of Bill's Mafia. And yeah, man, uh, Charlie, you are my man. I really appreciate any time we get to talk. Uh, you agreed to come on the show with us Friday, so that's going to be a great time. We got first round by one of Magic Jordan. We are doing um, NFL versus, okay? So we will have Ocho Cinco versus Larry Fitzgerald, all right? Oh. Highlight for highlight. We'll see who wins, okay? Next week, we're doing Randy Moss versus Megatron. So we oh, are wow. we're going to, well, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, make sure you guys come out, tune in. Um, and it's going to be a great time. Of course, my man Charlie's going to be in the building. So it's always a great time anytime Charlie joins us. And yeah, uh, it, you know, the, the Friday night was originally you guys' and, and that, everything. That's true. So. I was uh, amongst our little <laughs> circle of creators. I was the, uh, me and yeah. Izzy were the original Friday night guys. Right, so. exactly. So thanks again. <laughs> uh, anytime, literally, bro, anytime you need me, I got you. So. Uh, just, just let me know, bro. Yeah, no, no. I appreciate you. I uh, appreciate you saying that. It's always, it's always nice to have a couple people you can rely on. And yes, please go check out all the stuff that that Justice and the crew is doing over there. Uh, for us over here, Twelve Squared is the parent company. Humble and Hungry is the podcast. We also have Trust the Process Analytics. Me and my wife, I believe, are going to record our first reaction video tonight. And if not tonight, it'll be sometime this weekend. Uh, got an NFL podcast called Formations versus Formulations. Uh, I also just started writing for NutsAndBoltsSports.com. So check them out on Twitter, NutsAndBoltsSports. Uh, my first article will be dropping sometime this weekend, uh, eventually. And... Please like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, leave us a comment, all that stuff. And, of course, Bill's Mafia, find a way to embrace your growth mindset. And, as always, trust the process and go, Bill's.